0: Home improvements, home renovations, home maintenance, home repairs, and all the other challenges of home ownership. Welcome to the Thumb and Hammer Home Improvement Podcast. Hey folks, this is the Thumb and Hammer Home Improvement Podcast. My name is Doug, and this week I am pleased to welcome a past guest back to the show. Her blog is all about making her crappy house, well, less crappy. I am, of course, talking about Vicki Ann from MyCrappyHouse.com. Now, before we catch up, I need to point out that there were some audio issues on my end. So, you aren't going to hear too much of my blathering, but I assure you that we had a most pleasant conversation. You're just not going to hear much of my side. So, with that said, let's welcome Vicki Ann back to the podcast and find out what she's been up to.
1: House-wise, we've focused, I guess, more on the outside recently the last couple of years, getting the siding done, the front painted, and having it look less crappy on the outside. So, um, on the kitchen, the kitchen, what what did we talk last? 2015, I think it was. So, the kitchen has been done in that time, which was huge. It was done, like, in phases over over, uh, probably a year or so, but the kitchen is... Except for a window treatment, the kitchen is completely done. So, And like done, done. Every switch plate is on, all of the trims and everything is done. So that feels good to finally have a space complete top to bottom. I mean, it was right down to studs initially. So there's new sheetrock in there, um, new plumbing, new cabinets, new backsplash, countertops, lighting, everything.
0: How long did that take you?
1: Uh, it's hard to say because when I bought the house, we gutted, I gutted, um, lived with open walls for a while. Then I had a laundry sink from my sink. I had a toaster oven and I, that was for years. I had that set up.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. And
1: then, uh, I mean, I don't cook very much, so it wasn't super difficult. I could make mac and cheese on a hot plate just as well as a stove, but. It's uh it was a long time, and once, we, once I ordered the uh, I say we now because I have my my schmoopy lives with me, so everything's a we now, but back then it was just a me. Um, I ordered cabinets online, and uh, my cousin, who's a contractor, he did the installation for me because I didn't they were expensive. I didn't want to mess it up. Myself cabinets are heavy, I have limitations with what I can physically lift and do myself. so I uh, thought that was best left to letting someone else handle the installation on that. and obviously ca- uh, countertops are not something you can really do if you're gonna get I, I got quartz if you're gonna get something like that you just have to have to let them do the installation. Um, I did the backsplash myself. Uh, probably over the course of one year was the cabinets to finish product for the kitchen to have it
0: completely oh, wow. finished. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because in our previous house we had the kitchen done, but that was part of a huge renovation. So the kitchen itself probably took maybe a week or two tops.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. but We had a, we had somebody making the cabinets for us. So that was already in the works before they got to the kitchen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That was a big job. I mean, I'm looking at the kitchen in our house now it's a much smaller kitchen and I'm kind of trying to figure out what I can do myself. Mm -hmm. I got the workshop, you know, I can maybe make some cabinets. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I I, I don't think I could have done better price wise for cabinets than I I got them on online at cabinets.com. I don't have any affiliation with them. I just think they did a really great job and very fairly priced. I priced my cabinet layout with local people in my area And um, they were all like close to double the price of cabinets.com and they gave me, they're nice. They're all wood construction, soft closing drawers and doors, dovetail, everything. It's, they're nice. They're very well made.
0: Oh, that's nice.
1: Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's nice to have them custom made, but it's cost prohibitive for me. And if I was a cabinet maker, I still might go this route because it's a lot less stress and uh, I'm not sure the money that you would save would offset the labor to just not make it worth it to, to get someone else to make them for you.
0: Like I said, I have no idea. I, I don't think the gentleman that did our other kitchen, the one that made the cabinets, I don't know if he's still doing it because he was he was probably in his 60s at the time. So mm-hmm. I don't know if he's still doing it or not. Yeah. Did a fabulous job. Mm-hmm. We had the kitchen planned out by the um, architect to begin with. They they did all the drawings, so it was just a matter of going to the cabinet maker, and he gave us the price, and he made the cabinets, and then when the contractors were ready for the uh, for the installation, he came installed the cabinets, and
1: yeah, it's nice when I I, I have I have to do everything um, because I I'm always on a super tight budget. I don't have the money to just you know, call up a contract and say, Hey, can you put a kitchen in? So I have my cousin who knows how to do it, who I have to fit into his schedule when he can work with me. And I do a lot of waiting because I, I can't just pick up the phone and have whoever the professional is for whatever part in anything, not just the kitchen, but in anything, I, I, everything takes so long when you're trying to save money, it kind of stinks.
0: Wow. And the problem we have now is our kitchen is so small that to get a bigger contractor in on it, you know, it's probably not worth their time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I was looking at Ikea and stuff like that. and uh, But Ikea, you're kind of stuck with certain cabinet sizes and that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Was that the same with cabinets.com?
1: It is, but they go like on every two inches. So, you know, you could pretty much get almost custom. And then they have filler strips. So if you're, with the different combinations, you can pretty much – get it a custom fit and then only need like a few inches of filler strips just to make up the difference. So it's, the kitchen is very tight. It looks like it was made for the space. So it came out good. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And then they have combinations of, you know, it's my first time having lower cabinets with uh, like pull out drawers for pots and pans. Yeah, and that's Oh my changer, God. Eh? I love it. I love it. It's so easy to, you know, you could just, that old cabinet with the pots and pans all stacked, you're trying to get, you know, the drawers are just so great. You can just see everything in there at once. It stays neat. and I need help staying neat. If if it's not very well organized and easy to keep up with, it's going to just become a nightmare. So uh, I love drawers. I'll, I'll, every kitchen from the rest of my life will have drawers for pots and pans.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the way we're going to go, to. It's really hard once you have the drawers to go back to cupboards.
1: Oh, yeah yeah it's hard to like I, I'm not looking forward to buying a new house and having to start back at uh hopefully we won't have to start at square one again it'll be a little further along than this one was but someday we won't live here forever so that'll it'll happen again hopefully we have the money to just get a kitchen where we get there and not have to wait 10 years
0: You famously wrote maybe a blog post or two per year. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of years ago, you wrote this post about being ridiculously happy or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, that was because of Schmoopy. Yes. So let's talk about Schmoopy.
1: Um, <laughs> his name, his name is John. I should give him a real name. His name is John.
0: Because um, one thing that stood out about your blog and from our previous conversations is that you are this confident, independent person. How has it been adjusting to having a partner? I mean, does he is he involved in the decision making now? Are you going to be changing the name of your blog to our crappy house?
1: Uh, no, no, I'm going to keep it my crappy house. Even though you know we are together, um, we do discuss things. But I'm very lucky. He pretty much has the same tastes as I do, so he's already on board with what my vision was for the house. Anyway, it's not. He, he doesn't put up a fight with, uh, oh, no, I want it this way or that way, because we kind of agree on what looks good. So it's been very easy. And he also respects that the blog is mine if I want to tackle a project on my own. Uh, like we were together when I did the kitchen backsplash, but he had nothing to do with it. He let me do my thing, and he, um, he helps me when I, when I ask for it. He's always there if I need help. And it's been nice doing some projects in tandem, like the siding on the house. I I, I spent so long uh, or I waited so long to do the siding because I think I was afraid of it uh, climbing up on ladders with things that are uh, not heavy, but bulky, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I put it off because I had never done it before. And he has a different personality than I do. I am Queen of procrastination. I will find every excuse there is to not pull the trigger on something. I'm thinking about what I want to do. I haven't decided. I have to learn more about it. I have to research. Am I getting the best value? And I'll, I'll just keep going with planning. And he comes in and is like, "Let's let's do this. All right, what we'll color you want? All right, let's do it. Let's go." And so he pushes me to get the projects done, which is nice. I, I don't. I haven't had uh anybody to kind of nudge me along on stuff so except for my readers but we've seen that they don't help me <laughs> I, I they haven't been enough of a, a a push i guess to uh make me get stuff done so i could tell them about it so they they should thank him because um getting more done than in the past because he likes to always be doing something and he's pushing for projects I don't know. It's a good balance. I found a good a good person for my personality. So,
0: yeah, that's good because a lot of guys might be intimidated by someone like you, who's you know hands on with with home improvements and that.
1: Yeah. Nope. He's very secure in his manliness, and he's proud of me. He thinks it's cool that I have done as much as I've done, and we work together on stuff. He doesn't come, you know, come through the door, and the man. Okay, I'm here now. Take care of it. It's that's not him. He's very. Uh, very much a, a team member. We're, we're a team, so that's cool. Oh, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so it is 2020, and it's impossible to talk about anything without talking about the pandemic. Can you talk about what's going on career wise? What you were doing pre-COVID, and what has changed, and how you're adjusting?
1: Yeah. Sure. Um, so I had started my own business, just a freelance business. So it was a business of one, just just me, back in 2012, which was a year after I bought my house. Um, the company that I used to work for went out of business a year after I bought my house, and I was a designer for uh, trade shows, exhibits for trade shows. Um, so that just means I, people think that I go to trade shows and stuff. I don't, I work at my desk. I work in a 3d, uh, 3d program designing structures for trade shows. So some people, uh, may be familiar with like the auto show or, um, c- the consumer electronics show. There, there are hundreds and hundreds of trade shows that happen all the time that people don't know anything about because they're, you know, specific to the trade. So if you don't, if you don't work in a trade that has a a show, then you wouldn't know. But if you have some of the exhibits are just incredible. They're, uh, you could live in them almost, you know, 50 foot by a hundred foot spaces. And so anyway, I, I would, um, people that I had worked with at my old job, you know, when, when that company went out of business, everybody kind of fanned out and started their own things. And so I've been working with a lot of the same people for the last 20 years almost. And um, they would have clients that would want to go to those shows. And so they would send the design work to me. I would design a booth for their customers. So they were like the middlemen. And this is a really boring, long-winded way of saying that I design exhibits for trade shows, but uh, it's uh, to help people understand what it is. But anyway, so I worked in a 3D space. Some of my readers who have been with me long enough have seen a few examples of my renderings because I've rendered my own house. When I bought my house, I knew what walls I wanted to take out and what I wanted to. So I made up renderings in 3D so I could visualize that. And so that ties into what I used to do for a living. And I say used to do because, as everyone knows with COVID, trade shows are not... and. Uh, I don't see them coming back in the near future. Um, I feel like that's going to be one of the last things that's going to come back to normal is being able to go to the, go to Las Vegas in a convention hall with thousands of other people in close proximity. I just don't see it happening. So when COVID happened, my work very quickly dried up. Uh, So yeah, I, I, I went from having a successful business to zero income from that. And thank God I I have John because his job has stayed steady throughout all of this. And, uh, you know, thankfully I did buy a crappy house. I did not buy a mansion. My, my mortgage is very manageable. And because I've, I, I didn't, you know, jump into debt refinishing everything. I don't have that debt now. So I'm very um lucky that I'm so smart <laughs> that I didn't you know yeah, just charge up a storm on the house I just did things as I could afford them and
0: That's the important thing because you can plan you can plan everything out and nobody saw this coming.
1: No. 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 So I had learned the debt lesson in my life already and um that was great that I already knew that lesson because I didn't have thousands of dollars of debt to have to worry about now. So yeah, uh, business is gone and don't know when it's coming back. And I love the blog. Um, I don't want my readers to think that I've fallen out of love with writing and, and keeping the blog up. It's really... It got so sparse just because of life and work too. When you work a full-time job, it's very difficult to find the time to not only do the DIY projects, but then to write about them. And so um, after a few months of, you know, into the pandemic of not doing anything except power watching shows, I say power watching, not binge watching because power watching sounds productive. So I got a lot of TV watching done. But you know, it finally was like, all right, trade shows aren't coming back, and this isn't going away, and I'm sitting around doing nothing with all these projects looking at me, and so I thought now is the time. I have I have a partner who is making enough money to keep us afloat, so now is the time to see if I can make a career out of the blog. That that's the dream. I mean, I love the writing. I love. I love the blog. So if I could make that my career, then I don't need trade shows. I'm okay with moving on to the, another phase. If, if I could make this work and the trade shows come back, I'm much more likely to say, I'm going to stick with the blog because I like it more. <laughs> so now it's just a matter of trying to build up a following because that's not so easy. But
0: Well, you definitely have your loyal followers.
1: I do. I do. I do. I see some of the same names coming up over the years and it's, um, it's flattering. It's, it's, uh, it feels really good to have people that are invested and care about what I'm doing over here. And, you know, like, um, the, the brew that I've got going on here with the DIY, but also with a sense of humor. I don't just say I, you know, this is the project I did and this is how I did it. And that's it. I like to be fun. I like to ha- be funny and, and silly and snarky. And cause that makes the writing enjoyable for me. If I can feel like I've entertained somebody as well as maybe shared something of value. And uh, it doesn't always have to be about the DIY. There's a lot of stuff in life that people can relate to. And it's, I don't know, it's fun to be able to It's fun to like to recently, I just wrote a post on cleaning my office because now that I'm trying to stay on a schedule, sometimes it's Mondays are coming and I'm like, Oh no, what am I going to write about this week? And really what I had going on this that week was my office was a disaster and it had been a disaster for months. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make my readers my, you know, my kick in the butt to do this. I cleaned my room <laughs> and I posted about it, posted about cleaning my room. I'm like, I hope they don't hate me for it, but it went over well. Cause everybody else is like, I have growth rooms too.
0: And yeah, I mean, we're all the same.
1: It's relatable. Yeah. It's relatable.
0: We're in the same situation. You know, we're trying to downsize and declutter. We've been paying for storage for the last, well, my father passed away in 2008 and we've had stuff in storage since then. Like there's so much that we have to do in this house before we get the stuff out of storage. And, you know, we're kind of stuck in that limbo right now.
1: I wrote a post about that too years ago and it went over very well. It was, I called it the chain and it was working backwards from the thing that you want to do, but you can't do that. Like I had my kitchen was my ultimate goal, but I can't do my kitchen until I do my floors, but I couldn't do my wood floors until I did my slate floors and I couldn't do my slate floors so I moved the pool table out of that room into the basement. And I couldn't do that until I cleaned out the, ba- like it just went all the way back to, you know, this whole chain of things that had to happen. And everybody was like, Oh my God, I have chains too, because that's life. One thing leads to another is it's a song for a reason. I don't think they meant the DIY thing, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, people, people, it's, it's cool. to like, have people go, yeah, me too. I know what you mean. And, well, I think that's what ultimately will make the blog successful. If people can see themselves and the stuff that I've got going on and uh, we can connect over it.
0: Oh, for sure. Because we want to see you accomplish what you want to accomplish. And, you know, you're kind of taking us along for the ride. So we're we're invested mm-hmm. we're too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's cool.
0: Any, uh, any plans to branch out into maybe YouTube or anything like that or...
1: Not really, I'm not really a video person, but I do have, um, I don't, I don't want to put this on there. I just, I, I I I'm too, um, I'm too critical of myself. Like the last time we did the podcast, it was like a week before I would listen to it because I, I hate my voice. I don't want to hear my voice. And I was so afraid that I would listen to it and be like, Oh my God, that's what I sound like. Ew, that's out there. And when I listened to it, it wasn't that bad, but uh, my face is another matter. Every picture I take, I'm like, oh, I I just don't think seeing myself. I'm actually looking where, I don't know if this will make it into the podcast, but you and I are seeing each other right now on webcam, and I'm only looking at you. I'm not looking at myself over on the other side of the screen.
0: I mean, nobody likes the sound of their own voice. That that goes without saying.
1: I know, I know.
0: It's always awkward looking at yourself on. Parameter.
1: I know. I do have an idea, though, for a um, help helpful tutorial post, which I'm not. I don't usually do. I, I my philosophy is I'm not going to teach you anything. If you happen to learn something watching what I do, that's great. But I, I created my blog to kind of brag about, like, "Hey, look what I did!" And that's kind of how I the personality that I've kept in the blog is like, you know. Uh, I'm awesome. Maybe you're awesome, too. I don't know. But see what you get out of these pictures. And if you want to try, have at it. But I don't give step by steps. But I do have one uh, particular skill that I have been considering sharing with people. And uh, I think it would um, be necessary to make a video that goes with that. Um, And if I tell you and it makes it into the podcast. It'll make sure that I have to do it. So I, I'll say it's I'm making a bow. I can make a kick-ass bow. Um, like for the holidays to Christmas, all that. A bow. I know. It's not a DIY house thing. But people like should know how to make a freaking bow. And I know how to make a freaking bow. I can, I can make a good bow. I have my own method. And I learned it with my first job. I, my first job was as a gift wrapper. And um, I learned how to make a bow. And I made, tweaked it to make my own method. And I'm thinking people should know how, to, how I make a bow. And I can help them. So that's my one YouTube video. I plan to shoot a video showing people how to make a bow. And then I plan for it to go viral. And then I, pl- I plan to retire on the money that that bow making video is going to bring in for me. So that's my plan. That's my plan. I'm going to retire on that bow.
0: <laughs> so, so what is next as far as uh, renovations and improvements with, uh, with the house?
1: Um, okay. Well this weekend, actually we went looking at sheds. Um, so we are going to try, I mean, John will, Push to get this moving before it gets too cold. And I'm like more like dragging my feet, like, well, maybe we should wait till the spring. And so we'll see how that goes. But we're looking to, to build a shed outside. Um, so that's a pretty big project. And once uh, it does get cold, I'm looking at trying to do some work in the bedroom, the master bedroom. Uh, all I did when I moved in was sheetrock and paint the walls white. And that's it, there's no trim in there. Um, there's no decor of any kinds. It's a raw room. It's that's the one room that's been completely neglected aside from the basement. But a lot of people don't finish their basements. This is a real room that we're in every day that looks like crap. So I'm going to start uh, doing some stuff in there. And, it, you know, it's not going to be like a before and after. It'll be like everything else has been like little pieces. Like I did. I tackled this part today. I tackled that part today. And so over the course of the winter, maybe we'll see that room look like a something worth showing. We also have the wedding that we're focusing on, but I've been keeping it off the blog because that's not really what people are there for. Next year after the wedding, I do plan to share, I'll write a post about, hey, this is what we did. and. Because we do have some pretty cool plans for for our wedding, if, it, if it's allowed to happen with COVID. But
0: are, are you going to go the DIY route with that?
1: Um, a lot of it, uh, I don't know. I, I we're going the non traditional route. I'll say we do have a venue, but it's not a wedding venue. It's a uh, it, it's not typically used for weddings. Um, we're not doing a typical bridal party with a processional and um, all the bells and whistles of a typical wedding. Is, it's not us. I don't know. It's, we're doing more of a, a cocktail party reception. We do have a theme. Um, it's a really fun theme, I think. I'm going to hold off on sharing what that is because I think I'd rather save that for when I actually do get married and and write the post. But it's, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a good time and I'm going to DIY some aspects of it. I bought myself a Cricut machine, which people might know it's one. It's like a, like a vinyl cutting machine or paper cutting machine. So I've been messing around with that. I'm pretty crafty. I, I don't, put a lot of that stuff on the blog because I don't want to drive people away. They were here initially for all of the hammer and nail stuff and the, you know, the projects. So if I start, there's enough craft blogs out there where people can go and get that fixed if they want it. So I don't want to just go too far out of what my niche is, but um, yeah, I do a lot of the crafty stuff. I knit, I crochet, um, I paint, I draw, um, anything in the hobby lobby. I, I, I'm I'm all into that stuff. I have I do have a post coming up though that uh, it's probably going to be in the next few weeks that is a bit crafty, but it's um, I think it's a really cool a really cool craft that people could incorporate into like their homes, not just like a pretty craft, like, Oh, look what I made. Let's go sell them at a craft fair. Um, the, the it's hard to talk about it without telling you what it is. And I really don't want to do that. I'm, I'm excited to share that little crafty thing. I think people might get a kick out of it. It's, it's with copper. I'll say that.
0: Ooh. Yes. Okay.
1: Who doesn't oh. love copper?
0: So it's metalworking
1: kind of, yeah. Uh, combined with woodworking perfect metal and wood
0: and when is this blog post coming out
1: um in the next few weeks uh i just have to take some more pictures but the um the the work the project is basically done so it it really will probably be on deck in the next couple of weeks because it's kind of uh easy i don't have to diy anymore for it it's it's pretty much done so
0: okay looking forward to that
1: If anything were to get bigger for me, it would be cool if it was in writing. I really enjoy writing. I I enjoy the writing more than I enjoy the working on the house. Like the working on the house is the subject that is easy to write about, but I really like writing. I enjoy trying to, you know, come up with clever, witty, funny ways to describe things and Um, some of my posts I'm really proud of as far as like the humor factor, like when somebody tells me that, you know, I had them crying because it was so funny, whatever it was that I wrote. I love that. So if that were to, I I thought like I could write a crappy house book, my crappy house in a book form and have maybe mixed with stories of, you know, more in depth than the blog, I guess, not just taking the blog and turning it into a book, but writing more about the journey in the, in the book with in, in my style of writing. Cause my blog is me. I'm not as snarky as that, you know, when I talk to people, but that's my personality. So it's not like I've created a character or anything. It's my voice. So I think it would be fun to write a book at some point, but nobody's approached. No publishers have, have called me up to float that idea. So. I'll just I'll just keep writing and see what happens.
0: So if there are any publishers listening, the world could sure use a My Crappy House book right about now. Let's make it happen. Well, I want to thank you very much for uh, taking time out of your day to join me. It's been awesome talking to you again.
1: Thank you. You too.
0: People can find you at mycrappyhouse.com. Yep. And what social media are you on?
1: Um, I do have I'm on Facebook. People can also follow me on Facebook. I try. I'm not good at it yet. But I, I try to put a little bit of extra stuff in there during the week. Little hey, what's up posts. Um, And I'm also on Instagram. You could follow me on Instagram. Again, I'm not an everyday poster there. So I'm trying to build up those accounts and be more visible, more social. I do also have a Pinterest account that, uh, people could follow. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a bad social media person. I have to, I have to work on that to get more of a presence there. It's hard. There's so much to focus on.
0: been wonderful talking to you.
1: You too. All right. Take care. Take care.
0: And that will bring to an end this episode of the Thumb and Hammer Home Improvement Podcast. I would like to thank you again for listening, and I would especially like to thank Vicky Ann from MyCrappyHouse.com for being my guest this week. Visit ThumbAndHammer.com for the show notes for this episode, and as always, you can find me on Twitter, at ThumbAndHammer. The podcast is introduced by Eric Santos. Theme music is licensed by Jewelbeat. Additional music in this episode by Kevin Cloud at Incompetech.com. The theme from The Office was written by Jay Ferguson and is arranged and performed by Nathan Mills. Nathan's YouTube channel is Beyond the Guitar, and his website is beyondtheguitar.com. I will be back in a couple weeks with another episode. Until then, cheers.